Welcome to the IRS Lead Essentials Podcast. Here we discuss the strategies in your journey to become a black belt iOS developer. That is, achieve technical excellence and be part of the highest paid iOS developers in the world. I'm Mike. And I'm Kyle. And today the topic is how to find and solve your iOS dev blind spots and be part of the highest paid iOS developers in the world. Because the blind spots, they are one of the worst problems you can have yep. in becoming a black belt. Yeah. The things they are important, the things you need to know, but you don't even know that you don't know them. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those. You don't even know. You don't know. So how can you fix it? Well, you need to find out and fix it. Mm-hmm. So stay with us until the end of this life. If you want to be a black belt, what we're sharing today is the result of years and years of mentoring hundreds and hundreds of developers from everywhere. Students of all levels, all levels, junior, mid, senior, lead, tech leads. And we identified patterns, patterns among su successful students. And those patterns can be replicated. If you replicate those patterns, you can also achieve the same results. It's like a framework. Yep. Yep. Can be reused. Exactly. And we call it the, the hidden window of opportunities. When you fix those blind spots, you will find the hidden window of opportunities that you couldn't see before. So what is it? It's a conceptual tool. As we said, it's like a framework that will help you visualize the relationship between your perception, your perception of your skills, the skills you have and don't have, and the way other people perceive your skills. In other words, economically, financially, it doesn't matter if you are the best senior iOS developer in the world, if only you know it. Right. If only you know it, you probably have no chance to apply those skills. If no one trusts that actually you are the best developer in the world, you won't have the opportunity to apply your techniques and get the rewards. Exactly. So, I know that one way to keep your confidence is not to care about other people's opinions. Right. Okay. I think that's a first statement. Yeah. Yes. And this remains true. This doesn't change. You should think highly of yourself. Mm -hmm. But you can and you should know the perception other people have about your skills, about your abilities as an iOS developer. Mm -hmm. Because this perception has a direct impact in your work fulfillment and your bank balance. Yes. <laughs> This perception will dictate how much people are willing to pay for your services, for your abilities. Yes, exactly. Again, if you are the best, but no one knows it, they're not going to buy your services. Very simple. Yep. In simple words, if they know you are amazing, you can have an amazing job with an amazing pay, amazing income. Mm -hmm. If they think you are not so good, you may have a not-so-good job and a not-so-good income. Exactly. 
that's it. Simple as that. That's why it's important to find the blind spots. You need to develop the skills, but other people also need to know that you have those skills. It's very important. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to apply them. You're not going to get the rewards of your hard work. <laughs> so let me clarify that we're going to talk today here. It's not a programming technique. No tricks, hacks, or anything programming-wise. And if you're thinking about leaving this live session, because it's not about programming directly, because you don't want to be a black belt, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't want to be a black belt, there's nothing wrong with it. But you are in the wrong place. <laughs> because we're going to say things here that it's not going to make sense for you if you don't want to be a black belt. Because this is a community where we help each other and we are committed to achieving this goal of becoming black belts and being the highest paid developers in the world. All iOS developers here want that. And commitment to this goal is the key. That's the key. Absolutely. Because if you're not committed, you continue to work blindly or even naively. So what is a naive developer? I can explain that to you because I'm an expert. I'm an expert in this topic because I was a naive developer. So a naive developer works really, really hard, like seriously hard, often more than what they should, more than what they should, but they get no salary increase, no growth in their job, no growth within the company, doesn't get better jobs, better contracts, when they want it and how they want it. Naive developers do the same thing every day, hoping that things will improve on their own. Do the same thing and expect mm -hmm. different results. Yeah. They think MVVM, Viper, will solve their problems. Right. They may solve some problems, minor problems. Or maybe SwiftUI. SwiftUI will make everything better. <laughs> right. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Those are not the things that will help you get better jobs whenever you want to become a black belt developer and be among the highest paid ones. This is just the basics, the minimum you need to know. Absolutely. If you want to get better projects, contracts, whenever you want, you need to do things differently. This is important because growing as a developer and getting these better opportunities, these better projects, is one of the benefits of being a black belt. It's one of the benefits. But I know, like I was, there are a lot of naive developers doing the same thing every day, following some popular trends, hoping things to change, but things don't change. I had to change for things to change for me. That's the biggest lesson I learned. Because I was working hard on my job, like maybe many of you are, but I was not working hard on myself, on my education, on my skills, my abilities. Have you been there, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Uh, it's part it's... of the process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's not about just software development. It's about personal development as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah. In every aspect. Exactly. In every aspect. Because we have these blind spots. They are preventing you from becoming a better developer. Mm-hmm. A more successful developer. So imagine you are at work right now. It is somehow clear your position there, your role as a developer. What are your responsibilities? You kind of understand it. You need to show up every day, write some code, move some Jira tickets around, whatever tool you're using. And you kind of understand what the business does. You kind of understand right. their goals as a business, their business model a little bit. And you just show up every day and you just want to do your coding and that's it. And that's what 95% of developers do. They stop there. They stop at this unclear understanding of their surrounding. And that's why, that's another reason why only less than 5% of developers become black belts. Because you become a black belt, you need to do different things that the 95% does. So how can you go further than what the 95% of developers do? This is exactly the hidden window of opportunities. Opportunities around you that you cannot see right now. Because imagine, imagine if you are at work. Normal day at work. You're sitting there, your desk, looking at your computer. But the difference is that you have a tool in your hand that will show you the skills you have and you don't have. But more importantly, it's going to show you the skills that you do not have, but it is essential, essential for you to grow in that company, for you to become a better developer, mm-hmm. to highlight yourself among other developers in that company and get raised and become a better developer and grow in your career. Imagine if you knew exactly the skills you need to build. Imagine you can see exactly what your boss needs and wants. Exactly. Exactly what they need and what they want. How would that change? How would that change how you behave and act at work? If you know exactly what you have to do, you just have to do it. The problem is that if you're naive, you don't know what you have to do to improve. And if you don't know what you have to do, you're not going to do it. How would this information change how you see things, how you do things? If you know exactly what you have to do to get a raise, wouldn't you do it? You know, if I do these three things, I will get a raise. You do it because you're going to get the benefits. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's the, we should also say, like, that's the difference if you, if you want to, like, if you want to reach this black belt status, you know, the top paid developers in the world, this is exactly what they do. You know, like they they learn one, two, three, I need to do these things and they go and do it. Exactly. So understand better the business needs to deliver a lot, a lot more value as a developer. Because you know exactly what they want and what they need. And if you deliver a lot more value, you can earn a lot more for it. Because as you said, Mike, in the other podcasts, your salary is a function of the value you bring in the market. It's a function. Yeah. And you have control over the value you bring. And it can increase the output of this function. Because if you double your value, 
you can double your income. Absolutely. Double your value, you can double your income. Exactly. More than double. Simple as that. Yeah. For example, Marco, one of our students, he applied what he learned because it's not just about learning new skills. He needs to apply it. And his boss noticed the difference and increased his hourly rate without him asking for it. Mm -hmm. He charges by the hour. Or Victor, that was promoted to tech lead. But not saying every boss will do it without you asking for it. Right. But if they don't value your skills and you have valuable skills, you are delivering value, another boss will. Another boss will. For example, we have other students that moved to another company, got a better contract, a better job. Tulio, Maola, Gennady, Mauricio, Fabio, Luke, Henry who got a job at one of the FANG, fang companies, <laughs> the big four, so on. If your boss doesn't value you, someone else will. And why? Why can't they get better opportunities? Because they deliver a lot more value with better skills. If you become better, your lives become better. Your job becomes better. Your opportunities become better. If you become better, everything can become better as well. Mm -hmm. The more you improve, the more your situation can improve. And that's the common pattern we see among successful students. They identify and develop valuable skills. They identify valuable skills the market wants. It's not just about developing any skill. They do their homework, you know. They find and fix blind spots continuously. It's not like you get a raise and you stop. No. The next one, the next one, the next one. How can I become more productive? How can I become better? They do the necessary work and they get amazing results. It's not easy, but it's worth it. I mean, most of them even double their salaries. Not immediately, but if you work for it, you can double your value and you can double your salary. Oh, look at that. Tulio is here. Hello, Tulio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... Again, like they understand, they, they understood that this is this was like the the epicenter. You know, this is what they need to focus on. Like it's the mindset, it's the attitude first that you need to, um, I don't know, inherit, develop. I don't know how it, it works for you, but you need to have it, and then understand. You know, like how everything else fits around that. But providing building the value and then providing it to others that's it like this is this is the foundation the epicenter absolutely if you can double the value you bring to the market you can double your income but you got to do the work mm -hmm. you need to show up and go after those opportunities because many may have the skills but because of the blind spots they can't get the rewards but once they find out about the blind spots boom their lives change drastically. Let's see if we have any questions about it. Usman said, in my reveal meeting, yeah. your lead told you that you meet the technical expectations. Fantastic. But you should work on your soft skills. Boom. Maybe you didn't know. You had a blind spot about your soft skills. Now you know it. Just have to work on it. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> 
And thank you for sharing, Usman. Awesome. But I know that many might be thinking, Kyle, you don't understand. My boss is different. <laughs> they don't know how to give constructive feedback. They don't tell me that I need better technical skills or soft skills. They can only criticize. So I don't know what they want. I don't know what they need. Or even the company I'm working at doesn't fairly reward the people who work for them. Those companies exist. Those companies that don't reward their employees well. I'm not saying every boss will reward you for your skills. But if they don't, it's their loss. Because another boss will. If you have the skills, another boss will. Because with more valuable skills, you can get more valuable opportunities. Yes. Just to clarify here, it's not that they're going to... I mean, maybe they're going to find you on their own, you know, and just, you know, like offer you uh, another position, another job, another opportunity to work in another team, another product. But mainly it's going to be because of you, right? It's, it's because of you realize the value that you bring to the market and the difference that you can make in teams and businesses. So if you... If you feel that you're undervalued, then you know it's it's gonna it's gonna work automatically. Like instantly, you're gonna start thinking, okay, yeah, I'm undervalued. I, I'm gonna find something else, right? Because of the independence that and self reliance that you have built there. Absolutely, your skills will give you exactly the confidence to look for something better if you're not getting the rewards you deserve where you are right now. <laughs> so you need to work. Do the work, even, even if your current boss won't reward you for it. Because if they don't reward you right now, someone else will. But you need to build those skills. Because remember, we said in another podcast, you never work for somebody else. Never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, you work for yourself. You work for yourself. And if you work on yourself you'll be able to increase the amount you charge for your work. Don't let your boss or company put you down. Don't blame them, even if they are wrong. Take responsibility and take control of your career. You need to pass this obstacle. Maybe they are an obstacle you have right now, but you need to pass this obstacle for your own sake, for your own future. And learn from your experience. You know, it's likely that your boss has a good point Sometimes it's hard to take criticism, but they probably have a point. <laughs> a point that will help you grow. As terrible as it might seem right now. Learn from every situation, from every feedback. As Jim Rohn says, don't wish for less challenges. Wish for better skills. Yeah. Wish you were better. You know why? Because challenges are a good thing. They are opportunities. They are opportunities. If you can bypass those challenges, they are opportunities. So you need to take criticism at work as opportunities to grow and become better. And not getting a promotion or a raise is a kind of criticism. I remember in the beginning of my career, I was expecting to get a raise and I didn't get it. And I thought my boss was the problem. 
but it was because I didn't understand the dynamics at work and I was not providing more value. Why would he pay me more? Now I can clearly see it, but at the time I had a huge, huge blind spot. That's why I wish you don't make the same mistake. <laughs> Take the criticism as opportunity to grow. So this is important because we usually distort our perceptions mm. to feel more competent than we actually are. No, as a junior developer, many times I thought I was like a senior. Yes. But I wasn't. I was not. I didn't even write tests. I thought I was delivering good design solutions, but now I know I was not. Yes. And I thought I was above average, but I wasn't. I had many blind spots. Many blind spots. And this blindness kept me from seeking for better solutions. If you don't know what you don't know, you don't look for solutions. It slows down your career. If you get good at finding those blind spots and fixing them, you can accelerate your career drastically. Drastically. Yeah. But you know what? It's important to think highly of yourself. It's important to build confidence and think highly of yourself. Just don't think you are better than others. <laughs> be open for learning and be a student. Be a student. Get good at finding out stuff. Your blind spots, the skills you need to build, the needs and wants of the company you work for. Be a student. Be curious. Because I know that, like I did, many, many, many iOS developers tend to exaggerate their skills, their level, and they fail to recognize their flaws. And this leads us to see a world not as it is, but how we wish it was. <laughs> right. No, as David Ogilvy says, communication is not what you say, but what the other understands. And you know what? David Ogilvy is considered a genius. Yeah. So you got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important stuff. Yes. You got to pay attention. Communication is not what you say but what the other understands. And this is the same, what we're discussing here. Being a black belt iOS developer is not just what you know about programming, but also what others know you're capable of. Yes. And what does 95% of developers do? They focus on programming, 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 especially the trending topics, things that show up on their timelines without any effort. The new popular architecture template, the new framework, the new hacks, the new tricks, the new shortcuts. But they don't know how to use this knowledge in the workplace. Right. So they cannot make people see what they're capable of. And of course, you're not going to progress if that's the path you're taking. Mm -hmm. Because your boss doesn't care about popular frameworks. Your boss doesn't care about Alamo Fire, Viper, Kingfisher, whatever. You're going to use those tools when it's necessary. <laughs> But that's not enough. That's just the basics, the, the minimum. Your boss doesn't care about it. They want a good job done on time. That's what most, most companies want. A good job done on time. So let me give you a real example of this problem. When people don't understand your skills, don't value your skills. 
How many times? You knew how to make changes in your current projects. Then you knew you would improve the project. You would improve performance. You would improve the quality, the stability, or whatever. You would improve your projects somehow. But your boss or someone in that company, someone at your job, didn't agree with it. And of course, you couldn't do it. How many times? You wanted to write a test or you wanted to change a little bit the design. Refactor. Like, refactor a, the classic <laughs> one we need to refactor this view controller it's seventeen thousand lines long no they didn't agree and you couldn't do it and it's frustrating i know i've been there it's frustrating you want to improve things but you don't have space of course there may be other reasons but in 90 percent, in 90 percent of the cases in my experience it's not because your boss doesn't want the improvement it's not because they don't want improvement. Of course they want something better. Of course they want things to get better for everyone. They want you to be happy as well. But 90% of the time, it's because they're not confident. They're not confident you can do it on time and with quality, within budget. Absolutely. Yeah, within the, any, like within the parameters. Like, yeah, time, money, anything. Absolutely. And that's a big problem. That's a big problem. You cannot get buy-in from your boss to get the improvements you need. And that's what the hidden window of opportunity can do for you. So here's the framework. It's very simple. It's just a graphic divided into four parts. We have the result quadrant, which is when your boss knows and trusts a specific skill you have. Maybe they can they trust here that you can build a simple iOS app on time. And they pay you for that. You know, excuse that you know you have, your boss know you have. And this quadrant here defines how much you get paid. Your skills that are in this quadrant are the skills you're getting paid right now for. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can build an iOS app on time. Boom, they're paying you for that. Whatever their perception is that the value of this task. Now, the naive the naive quadrant here are the ones where you have some kind of skill that your boss know you have, but you don't. Maybe you are a great leader, but you don't know it. But your boss sees that in you. Or you are much more organized than other employees they have, and they see that in you, but you don't know it. Maybe you are a good speaker yeah. compared to others in there, mm -hmm. and they know it, and they value for that. And here in some cases, in some cases, you are even paid for this skill that you don't know you have. Yeah. <laughs> Because your boss sees you, oh, he's a great leader and they promote you and you don't even know, like, oh, seriously? But most of the time you're not paid for these skills because you don't know and there's no way to sell it, right? There's no way for you to capitalize on it or even to improve it because if you don't know you have it, you don't know it's valuable, you're naive. You have like leadership, speaking skills, like writing skills that you are above average, your boss recognizes that in you, but you don't. Now, there's also the facade quadrant. The skills you know you have, but others don't. Others don't know it. Or they don't trust you can apply. The skills you know you have, but your boss don't know or don't trust you can do a good job. Mm -hmm. For example, classic one here, testing. Maybe testing. Maybe your testing skills are here. Maybe your architectural skills are here. Maybe your refactoring skills are here. 
you are building those skills, you know you can start applying them, but you don't get buy-in from your boss. Thus, if you don't apply those skills, they're not going to pay for it. You can't earn more. Make sense? That's it. Your boss is not going to allow you to exercise those skills, and they're not going to pay for it. That's simple. And so on. And the unknown quadrant. Completely hidden skills that both you and others don't know about. Skills that you have zero or may have very, 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 very little proficiency yet. <laughs> Maybe CI is here. Maybe continuous integration. You kind of heard about it. You know that like you can get bit rise, you can get like GitHub actions, but like you don't see the benefits, you're not proficient at it. You don't even know that having a CI server is not continuous integration. It's just a tool and so on. Like you're not proficient at it, so you don't capitalize on it. Your boss also don't, don't see the benefit of CI or CD. So you're both in the unknown phase. No one capitalizes on this skill. So here's your task for today. The important thing now is that you take this framework here, sit down, and start analyzing all the skills you have, all these points we discussed today, and start thinking about all the skills you can move to the result, result quadrant, because this is the quadrant that dictates the value you bring in the market, the skills you are valued for and paid for. So bringing skills to this quadrant here will make you more valuable and increase your income your work fulfillment. Bring most of your skills to this quadrant here. So you need to analyze right now your current situation, the skills that you have but you cannot apply because they are here, because your boss don't trust you. And you need to realize the skills you have and you're being paid for, and the skills that you don't even know that you need to learn to bring them to the result quadrant so you can get more results. That's your task. Remember that the results quadrant here is the one that dictates the skills and how much you earn. Dictates your skills and how much you earn. So you become a black belt senior IS developer when you are recognized by your skills in this quadrant here. Not just when you have the skills, but when you can apply them. This is what black belts do. They apply the skills and they get the rewards from it. And they can teach others they can help others grow and become black belts as well. Exactly. That's how you'll be the highest paid developers in the world. This is how. Building the skills and capitalizing on them. Not just reading books, applying them and getting the rewards. This is how you're going to become a black belt. And be paid for it. Work fulfillment, not just money. Work fulfillment. Teaching others, helping others. It's extremely fulfilling. So that's the homework. Will you do it? It's time to analyze and do the work. That's how you're going to become a black belt and be one of the highest paid developers in the world. Results. Yeah. Write them down and categorize them, you know, short them or, you know, like put them in the right quadrant. It's, it's not easy. That's why very few actually do it, you know? In our research, less than 5% do it. Yeah. 
That's why less than 5% get the results. The ones that do it get the results. That's it. That's what separates people that achieve results and don't. The action part. Yes. A thousand yes. <laughs> and if you do it, you will become a black belt. Not in a week. Of course. You're going to do the work, the necessary work, until you get it. Until you get it. And we are here to help you. We are committed to helping you get to the top 10% iOS dev salaries. If you want to learn more, visit academy.essentialdeveloper.com. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you again next time. Bye, y'all. See ya.